0: Corner podcast. Today, I have, um, like I promised, me and Dad Zantamars will be co-hosting this series from now on. Um, And we're here today to just talk about some general news. There's been a couple of quite big things, um, but we'll talk to you about a little bit about that later. Um, I want to introduce my co-host. So, his name on i um, we shall um, we're gonna refer to him as Dad Zantamars. Uh he plays on. I think it's PC with an Xbox controller. Off normally, yeah, right. yeah. And then he, I think his main games are like D Two, Halo Infinite, uh, kind that's, of vibe, yeah, that's right. that's kind right. of vibe. Well. <laughs> oh no, yeah, um. So I think today, a, a lot of the thing is going to be focused on introducing our co-host, because this is going to be our first episode with him. Uh, like I said, we're going to try to do one of these every one or two weeks. Um, so, and then I'll also do my solo updates, which I'll just do by myself, which would just be if something big pops up between these main episodes. But I think today, we, the first thing we have to talk to about, Dad's Antomars, is that, um, like, what were, what were your, some of your favourite games when you used to play, like, like, did you play the first cards or did you play the first Halos, or like, what was kind of the first things that got you into video games? Oh,
1: wow. Um, okay, yeah, so, I guess, thank you for inviting me to join the podcast, it's great to be here. Um. I guess, to the question, um, yeah, I've played a lot of different platforms over the years, a lot of different games. Uh, i played Xbox, i played PlayStation, I played PC, um, i played Switch, which I still play a uh, bit, Game Boys, Nintendo Game Boys, which is obviously going back quite a while, also Sega Master Systems and some of the older consoles, um, I guess the first games uh, most of my life, but I guess the, the game that really stands out is probably Halo. Uh, I, I played pretty much every game in the, um, I guess, the series, uh, except for the real-time strategy ones. So I played all lot of the first-person shooter uh, games in the series. That That's probably the one that really stands out for me. Mm. Um, it's, it's really getting
0: me hooked. I think every other game i played I, I kind of enjoyed, but you know, I could, I could put it mm. down quite happily and kind of move on, whereas that one I was, I was definitely not yeah. in a long time. Okay, so also one of the things I wanted to talk about as I don't know if it's so new anymore, but I remember you played the first Titanfall. Would you go and play the second Titanfall if you could? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely give that one a try. Um, I have a bit of a problem with my EA play it, <laughs> uh, which is maybe a story for another time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to try for show. Sure. Yeah. Actually interesting news about Titanfall 1. They are permanently from the from some in February this year they're going to stop selling Titanfall. They'll keep the servers up and running and functional but they won't they won't sell Titanfall 1 anymore. Like it's it's not going to at least they're not gonna sell new copies. There'll be like old copies and stuff, but they won't sell new copies.
1: Makes, makes sense, right? Really.
0: Yeah, it's quite an old game. Yeah. Um, so I I think one of the main things we really have to address, um, before we go much further in the podcast, is the fact that uh Xbox has just gone and bought Activision and Blizzard, and they have a lot of claims to the PlayStation, um, games. So, like, stuff like Overwatch, Call of Duty, you know. Do you know anything about this? Like, do you think that they are going to have the rights to act to all the cards, or are they going to, um... Uh, or do you think that they've made an o- the deal where they like the PlayStation will keep Activision uh, like COD and like Overwatch and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's a good question, right? I mean, the deal was so big. You know, I think yeah. just the sheer size of the purchase, right? Um, yeah. You know, probably implies at some point you'd
1: expect. Bet Microsoft to want to get something exclusive out of it, but you know from what I understand, mm. the deal is that as it's been communicated to everybody so far, is that uh, Activision and, and Blizzard will continue to honour their commitments to PlayStation. Um, whether it stays that way kind of over the medium to long term, right in the future, mm. kind of remains to be
0: seen. Um, I guess you know time will tell, but you'd know, imagine there's there's something more in it. Microsoft at some point yeah. deals enormous, is the biggest, yeah. biggest acquisition made in um, gaming. Well, like, I would suspect, I would suspect, because you know how COD, that new COD specific, everybody's saying it's really bad, I would guess that Microsoft might try and make the next COD Xbox exclusive. Yeah, well, I think they came out and said they can't do that for a while, right? well, they They've kind of said that they'll keep it open for PlayStation. I don't know if that's
1: got a time limit on it, but I'd imagine at some point something will change. Or maybe they will do something where, you know, and this is something we've seen with other games in the past, you know, PlayStation has had games where it was available on other platforms, but if you wanted to get certain in-game items or access
0: to certain pieces of the game, you could only get it on PlayStation. Yeah. You get a level of
1: exclusivity, but it wasn't, shut out from playing
0: the game on other Yeah, it might they might they might like sell DLCs to the story to Xbox on ePlayers Um maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know. Time will tell. Yeah. Times. But um and then I think PlayStation were a little bit mad and they went and bought Bungie and did they buy uh they bought Bungie and did they there I there was another one that they another big one that I thought they might have bought. Um, um, I know about the bungee deal, I don't know about any other deal. Okay, um, I'm not sure then. I think, there was some, I think there was some rumors floating around about another deal in the works, but um, I don't know if that's true. I mean, the Bungie one's interesting, particularly for me, so Destiny 2 is probably my main game uh, these days. Um,
1: the Bungie deal's really interesting because that point I made about exclusive PlayStation items being available. In the game actually happened in Destiny Two. So in the past, if you wanted to get access to certain weapons and you know armor pieces, I can't remember the exact details, but it was you know they had PlayStation exclusive. So that's interesting. They have said they're going to keep it open to all platforms. So I guess similar message to Mm.
0: Microsoft. Um, (laughs) I think I think um, what so sorry. Just just one point I would raise
1: from the Destiny community about people being worried about it becoming exclusive to PlayStation because yeah. you know, there's a large
0: play base on PC, there's a large playbase base on Xbox. But yeah. The you know the question was why did they buy it? What do they want to get
1: out of it? There's big follow-up kind of news on this. that shows that Sony want to look at the Bungie deal as a as a multimedia deal, so
0: mm. helping them move the game. Yeah, speaking of games to movies, actually, there was a Fortnite movie idea pitched to, I think it was Amazon, but they rejected it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, interestingly, there
1: are already trailers floating around for a Halo TV show that is coming to, I think, Paramount Paramount TV channel in the US. Um,
0: yeah, I, I've heard of that. It's in the next few months, is it in February or March? Um, so that might be interesting to see how that goes, because
1: obviously when things like that do well, then, then others want to jump on that bandwagon, and then you may see more, more attempts at kind of moving game IP into TV. Yeah, and I would
0: say, hasn't done well I before. would say the one it's thing, yeah, because like it's games good. like Fortnite, like how are you going to turn a Battle Royale game, where all you do is crank 90s, and you just have, you basically just have to get, you basically have to destroy kids or kids destroy... Um... I, I, I think some games
1: just don't cross over that
0: well. Yeah. Yeah, like, I could see... I could see a potentially good to mediocre Halo show. Because, like, you know, Halo's got so much story to it. You know, they could obviously make a story about another smart Spartan. They could make a story about Master Chief. They could make a story about Spartans and, like, all the timelines. But with games like Fortnite, like, this... Um... Like, I am a Fortnite player and a fan, but, like, I can tell some of the story, like, the game's fun and, and all and good, but, like, some of the story now is getting a little bit desperate because they are revealing a lot, and I mean, like, I'm not, because, you know, like, we've had crossovers where, like, Mar- big Marvel crossovers, we had a whole Marvel season, last season we had, like, the most crossovers Fortnite's ever done. But, like, this season, they're getting to the point of being extremely desperate, to the point where they're bringing back. So, if, if you guys don't remember this, in the Season 9 or Season 10, no, I think it was Season 9, uh, live event, the Mecha Team leader went up against that big monster who was kind of, so like, the Mecha Team leader was built inside the volcano, and the monster came out of Polar Peak... Um, the, mon- the monster did uh, supposedly die, but they just dug up its skull, and there were leakers actually from, I, th- I believe it was the Cypher PK video, that apparently there's going to be some kind of mine where you can actually hair the-, the devourer, so maybe there might be like a baby devourer or something on the map. Which seems like, because, you know, Epic Games don't usually do that kind of thing. They try to keep the story fresh and new. So I think um, they're trying to get the fans to come back. Especially with games like Pokemon Arceus just released. So we could talk about that a little bit later. Um, but also, you know, the like games like New World. Like, that is the most selling game we've had in a long time. And, like, me and Dad's Antimax, we both haven't played that. But we both agree that we would want to play it. Like, it looks like a fun game to play. Right. Yeah, and there, but there's, I mean, as you said, I mean, Pokemon Legends Arc is just, just released. It's getting a ton of play. Um, it's on Nintendo Switch, but, you know, you can see a lot of content creators streaming it, and there are a lot of videos up already of playthroughs. Um, it looks a bit like it's taken a bit of inspiration from Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's an open-world game. Um, yeah.
1: It
0: looks pretty interesting. Yeah, but, but there's a there's a long list of games coming out this year that people are pretty excited about. Yeah, like I on. I know there's big hype around Zelda Two that's coming out soon. Yeah, Breath of the Wild Two. Big hype around been that. Around for a long time. There is oh there obviously was a big hype around Death's, Halo Infinite, but that's already out. Um. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it was meant to release at the
0: end of 2021, but I think it's looking like it's going to be 2022. People are pretty excited about that. That's What's Elden Ring? It's <laughs> a sort of role-playing game. Yeah, so I was actually listening to crazy. a podcast, um, you know, this one, um and a couple of people were interviewing Valkyrie. And there was a little segment, what, They said, and I'll talk to you about the streamer part later. But she said, "New World looks super fun." Valkyrie, this is Valkyrie. She said, "New World looks super fun," but I don't know if it's fun to watch. Like, she doesn't know if it's a good game to stream. And I think that's a bit of the problem with some of these RPG games. I mean, like, obviously some of them were fun, so fun to stream, but like, some of them also might just be like you know, you'd only kind of go there if you got stuck in the game, like for an advised video.
1: Right, yeah. I think that's a really good point. Some games just don't don't look great. They're not super entertaining to watch from a
0: streaming yeah. perspective. But also, really Minecraft um, has just blown up again. So basically, it went through this period of between 2014 or two thousand. 13 to, uh, to around 2014 or 15 or no 2016 or 17 or even maybe 18 um i don't know i think 2000s um it's just reblown blown up and one of the reasons because of that is because of the youtuber dream and he's become really popular but not only has him And his SP, so online multiplayer server. um, He's also put together a band of really big and fast growing YouTubers. So, like Sapnap, um, you know, Bad Boy Halo, Tommy in it, Tommy in it's huge like everybody loves Tommy in it. Uh, basically all these newer YouTubers have kind of just gone on that SMP and basically as a YouTuber like if you get onto that SMP Tommy in it was saying uh, it is like you have hit YouTube gold. Like you blow up so fast. Cuz he said he was making YouTube videos for about a month after he joined the Dream SMP and he was close to 10 million, which usually takes like it took Dan TDM almost in, I think correct me if I'm wrong on this I think about a year or maybe half a year to get to 10 million subscribers and like he played he played games that were remember that was when Minecraft was really big so he played when Minecraft went a long time ago and it was really big and he also played Roblox when it was really big so really not sure yeah maybe Yeah. But also, uh, the Witch Queen season in D Two is coming up. I'm not an actual D two player, so I will hand this segment over to Dad Xantomaz. Yeah. Um, so the Witch Queen, uh, the upcoming sort of drop of the Witch Queen is pretty special
1: because it's a full blown expansion. It's not just a seasonal drop, right? So seasonal drops probably happen sort of three, four times a year. Expansions maybe happen once a year, if that. You you don't always get one every year. Um, And so it's going to come with a ton of new um, pieces to play, right? I think there's going to be a new raid. I think there's going to be a new dungeon. There's a ton of new weapons, new exotics. They're changing up the power system for um, super abilities, for the void classes. um, There's a major, major story update coming. Um, around Sabathoon, who is the, the the witch queen that the title is kind of named after, where you know she has somehow managed to gain light abilities and rid herself of her worm. There's a whole bunch of story behind that which I won't go to into today, but um, and that's kind of that's the big, I guess, story arc, plot arc, is that in the new expansion. Fighting enemies who have super abilities much like the Guardians do, and some of them will also revive themselves using ghosts, um, which is which is what you do as a Guardian, right? That's as kind of your main character, so that's your ability. So that's going to be super interesting. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it drops on the 22nd of Feb is the date, and then I think the new raid launches for Day 1 raids. Um, I think that's the 4th or 5th of March. I can't remember exactly the date on that, but Anybody who has is, you know curious, day one raids are really interesting. There is usually a global competition. Um, anybody can enter, you just gotta have the game, you just gotta get a, a raid team ready and jump in. Um, but they are a big deal. So usually they're streamed online, most teams will have you know, streams up running. Bungie usually runs streams for, for day one raid races. If people who completed first on day one, like you can obviously become number one. They usually send out a raid belt, which is kind of cool. Um, and anyone who completes it on day one usually gets access to some some some, some kind of loot prices. But it's a big deal. Um, the reason it's such a big deal is when you go into a new raid, nobody knows the mechanics. So each encounter is super hard because you're trying to figure out how the mechanics work mm. and, and how to get through it, right? So Yeah, you know, it's like it's, when
0: Fortnite first added, if you don't remember, Fortnite plays. Uh, it's like they first added the zombie horde bubbles. You would go in there and, like, it was, a, it was a similar thing, but because there weren't a lot of... I don't know, I don't really watch Twitch, but um, there were a lot of videos kind of soon or later after they released. Bit buggy, but basically the way they would work is you would go in there, you would have, like, two, three minutes... You would kill as many mobs as you could within those two, three minutes. And if you did, so say it was two minutes, if you killed all the mobs and got to the third trophy in a minute, um, you would then go into a sort of boss fight. Uh, like, kind of, once you're kind of close to that third trophy, this boss who could put up a shield and had a minigun would pop in, and if you killed her, you got extra stuff. Um, but you also had a sort of dungeon system where you had the guardians or the protectors or the giants, and what they would do is they would pound the fist into the ground and basically kind of create a dungeon where you couldn't shoot from the outside in, but you couldn't shoot from the inside out, and basically similar mechanics. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of hype around that, but I was just doing some quick research because I actually wanted to check this fact, and- I just realized that I think it was Warzone or Pacific has just had their anti-cheat installed. So this is for my COD fans who listen to this podcast. Um, the anti-cheat has just finally been installed. I'm pretty sure after like a lot of complaints from players, they finally put in their anti-cheat. Uh, so that game might slowly regain quite a few more streamers. But I'm like I know a lot of players quit that game because of how bad the like banning system was. Right. Yeah. 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 We had set problem in Destiny
1: for a long time. It's it's gone better, but there's still issues.
0: Yeah. No. They've uh, they've finally put in the anti cheat. There's obviously a lot of memes and stuff around it, but Activision finally did. Um, reasons I have no idea why. All I know is that they did, and that it's probably gonna make the game more playable for streamers again.
1: Yeah.
0: So but, um, yeah... To
1: console.
0: Yeah, I mean... It, to console. Exactly, exactly. But then, you know, like, all all the, all the PC players be like... All the PC players are like... Yeah. So, um, how many frames does this thing do? 60 frames. How did these people well, play it's, on this well, thing? It's changed,
1: right? I mean, the new, the new generation console do
0: i know the new generation consoles are like yeah but like yeah. then again like so the
1: new xbox xbox series s and x i think that both models can do 120 hertz if you've got you know a monitor or television that supports it i think the ps5 can
0: do it too you know so, but still like the only problem with that is that like they are like it, like so hard to find yeah like yeah. i i i've gone onto the website for like four, five, six months, I haven't seen a single one for sale. Right. Like I've even gone to places like Amazon, Target, Blockbuster, just to see if anyone sells them, because we don't actually um, we don't actually have access to those stores. Um, but yeah, nobody's selling them like at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, still, still affected
0: by the supply. Yeah. Problems. But like, yeah, that's that's the only problem. But then it'd be, like, they'd be, like, holding their controller, like, how do you use this thing? And it's funny because, like, I know a lot of PC players are used to being able to, like, live stream and play games and have, like, 100-something frames on Xbox, mate. They drop to 30. Like, if you stream off your Xbox, your frames oh, will you drop old to old 30. Xbox. the old Xbox, yeah. Yeah, your frames will drop to 30 and they will not go back up until you turn off that stream. Like, recording, that's fine. Recording... Well,
1: maybe maybe that's, maybe that's something we should look at in the future. I mean, maybe people will be interested to kind of look at kind of how some of that stream tech works.
0: Yeah, like, I also know, like, um, streamer, typical gamer, he plays PS5 but streams off his PC... So he does play the new PC, you know, the new PS Spider-Man game, but he does actually stream it off his PC. Um. So I think we've had a lot of content in this episode, and I appreciate that Zantamaz's, um appearance. You definitely will hear him a little bit, a lot more. This podcast will probably become a little bit more banter, because today's episode was kind of our first one. It was very formal, a lot little banter. A lot of, a lot of banter. Uh, and um, I think that, yeah, this is probably going to be our first episode with Dead Mars. Like he said, more banter next time, hopefully. Um, I think we should probably wait. We might wait two or three, one or two weeks, and then we'll probably put out a new one. Again, it's Dad Zantamaz, Dan Zantamaz on. Um, I think he plays on Steam a lot, and he does play on Xbox. Um, yeah, most, most,
1: most kind of um, launches on PC and Xbox
0: and yeah. Switch. That's, again, and that's Zantamaz. Sodium or Master Soldier without the L on Fortnite. Master Soldier without the L is Xbox. Sodium. No, Toxic Beast is my Switch. Sodium220 is my uh, username in Fortnite. There's two usernames. Um yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Haven't really played with the banter bag yet, so hopefully next time. Um But yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening and supporting this podcast. I appreciate the support while I was gone, and I shall see you guys all next time.